Welcome to The Solution. This is an AA speaker series meeting in which we discuss the 12 steps of the program of recovery. For 12 weeks, we have a speaker sharing their experience, strength, and hope of the AA 12 steps. That, without further ado, our speaker for this series is Mike Chase. Thanks. I love the energy. I think this has been an honor. I've been coming here for 12, 13 weeks now getting to know these people and the energy in this room that the home group guys have is just amazing. It's what it's about. Um, I'm not the guy I was when I came in here July, November, uh, October 24, 2004 had no interest in getting sober, had no interest in helping anybody else. I just wanted everybody to get off my back, let the, let the, the trouble just melt away, and, and let me get back to what I like doing, which is getting high, getting drunk, and not working very hard. And um, I got a sponsor right off the bat. I got this gal, and I went up to her a couple nights later and asked her if she would like get me a sponsor because my boss said, you got a sponsor yet? I was like, oh God, I gotta get one of those too. And um, I hope nobody's allergic to bees. Speaking of allergies, we got a nice little honeybee floating up here. So if I get distracted, it's the way I'm with that and squirrels too. Um, squirrels? Squirrel and bacon. Um, <laughs> so I'm talking to this gal. And, and, I'm, and I'm asking my coworker, but what about you know, getting your, your, your this gal, the sponsor, I mean, he's like, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. And it's like, why? She says, well, she doesn't like going to meetings that much. Um, she's never worked the steps. And um, she's busy. I thought, perfect. That's exactly what I want. You know, somebody to take me to do nothing, to do nothing, and just say I had a sponsor, a sponsor in word, a sponsor. So I asked her, and we, we met for coffee, and I asked her, and she said, yeah, okay, don't call me every day. Um, don't expect me to take you through the steps for a very long time. I want you to get used to this stuff. And uh, I go to one or two meetings a week. You may see me. And I thought, this is the perfect sponsor for me. You know, this is exactly what I want. I didn't come to the rooms to get sober. I came in to, you know, to, to not get caught. Um, a few months later, I'm just rip-roaring AAs in the back rearview mirror. I'm not thinking about it at all. A year later, October 2005, I'm in the psych ward at Fort Lauderdale Hospital. Um, I get out, I come back to the dry dock, and uh, I really wanted to get sober. You know, I didn't really know who to get a sponsor. I didn't know the whole thing. I was getting, you know, the, all the great common middle-of-the-road advice, you know, just don't drink between meetings, Mike Chase, and you're not going to get drunk, and, you know, do the 90 and 90, get a service commitment, and get a sponsor. And I, and I really wasn't sure what a sponsor was, because when I first got sober in 1984, my sponsors were friends. I'd meet them for lunch. We talk about my issues. You know, they're they're basically free therapists. You know, I'd, I'd bring them my problems, and we would discuss a solution for them. I was involved in the the service stuff like that, but I really didn't understand what these quasi sponsor was supposed to do. Because if you know my story, I got sober in '84 by a white light experience. I had a certificate of. Exp uh, completion from Hazleton and AA was just sort of something I did to keep busy. It was my social outlet. It was a place where I could go so I would be around like-minded people because I knew if I hung around with a bunch of people who were still getting high, I'd probably get high. I, I remember that. Go to a barber shop, you're going to get a haircut. So I figured if I hang out with people <coughs> getting high, I'm going to get high. So I had the sponsors from 1985 to the last sponsor I had who was up to my last relapse and 
uh, 2000, 15 years later. And uh, I didn't understand the concept of sponsorship. I was just a media maker, make it, try to behave. And um, pretty that's good pretty, I like that. Um, <laughs> So when I came back in two, so I had a relapse, and you know, and I came back six years later, and I really wanted to get sober this time, you know. <clears throat> and I'm going to the meetings. I got a service commitment. I'm, I'm I'm a general service rep. I'm alternate general service rep. I've got two or three days dry, and I've been nominated for general service. Um, I'm the room setting up guy, and, and I'm really not really getting a sponsor. I, I've got a lot of people who say they will, but you know, we'll get together, read something, get back to me, go read the doctor's opinion, we'll talk about it. And these people were so busy, I, it wasn't clicking up, and I was just relapsing left and right, you know. I'd go a few days, relapse, go 30 days, relapse, um, pick up a white chip whenever I got caught. Most of the times I didn't re- pick up a white chip after relapsing. I was just really busy. And, um, see, I had a white light experience, so I didn't know what the steps, really how they worked. I didn't know what the purpose of a sponsor was. I, why, when I came into the room, so everyone assumed I was sober for 15 years before my relapse, and I know what to do. I'm going to be able to just jump back up on the horse and do what I did before for 15 years, which would have killed me because it was going to kill me again until I had that little guy come up to me and say, you know, Mike Chase, I'm going to bring you through the book. Now, this is a guy who I'd been watching for about a year in my office. I'm making sales calls, and he's on the phone doing 12-step calls most of the time. He's got his little big book, and he's working AA all the time. And it's like, this is really, this guy's next thing you know, he's my sponsor, and he's reading the book with me. Um... I had maybe read the book, you know, like you, I lied. I had my sponsors previous to him saying, go read the doctor's opinion. I'd go read the doctor's opinion for like two or three sentences and get bored and stuff like that. And I didn't understand what this whole concept. I had a couple of guys try and do the Dr. Bob with me, you know. It's like, so you're an addict. You're an alcoholic. Yeah, I am. Okay, well, you want to start your fourth step? And I'm going like, not really. I'm not really in the mood. I don't, I wasn't prepared for that kind of stuff, you know. So 15 years of my sobriety, 84 to my relapse, I never sponsored anyone. Never brought anybody through the steps because I had a white light experience. Hazelton graduate, you know, didn't need that shit. That was for you guys. Um, thought AA was just a service commitment to keep busy. You know, if I show up enough and I can't get drunk between meetings, that type of thing. So when I got this guy sitting down reading the book with me, I was like, this is different. I, I've not heard of this before. Because I've heard everybody else say how their sponsors tell them to go, you know, give an assignment, you know, go write, a, go write your first step, go write your second step. And this guy brought me through the book, page by page, paragraph by paragraph. When it said to do something, we did it. I'm not going to go through the entire step thing. But thanks to this guy's dedication, this guy's unselfishness, this, we were just talking about this the other night. You know, the, the unselfishness, the, the, the amount of time that he took out of his life to sit with me and bring me through the book. I will always be indebted to this guy. You know, I've never seen that. I've never heard of that. This was something new for me. I, 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 he's bringing me through the book. I'm understanding what the book is. And he gets me, and I have a spiritual experience sufficient to recover me from alcoholism, you know. And I'm still going to meet. Now, he is... Girlfriend gets pregnant. They decide to get married. He moves off over to Coral Springs, which is far away. And I'm just sort of left in this spiritual experience, 12-step. I'm there. And I'm not really sure I'm supposed to sponsor because what's the first law of AA? You have to have a year before you sponsor somebody. So I'm just waiting, thinking that that's... (laughs) 
He never told me not to sponsor. I'm just a little daft. Apparently, when I finally, I was sitting at the, I was at the dry dock outside smoking with the old timers, you know, and I'm getting bored with AA. I've got like five months in AA. I've been through the steps. And I'm starting to get bored again. I'm, this is it. You know, I just got to go listen to him complain about the lawnmower and, and, and AA's getting dull for me, you know. And this guy comes walking around the corner. I actually crawled out of the bushes. It just looks like crazy. And the first thing that came to my little brain was, this guy's got a fork in him, you know, that he's done. This guy's so done. And there's just something about him that I just went up and introduced myself. Um, I was also concerned to make sure that I had, my car was locked because he seemed like the type of guy who's going to go check the parking lot for stuff to open cars. But I had this little conversation with the guy. And not having permission from my sponsor or community, I, I said, I'd like to sponsor you. Not really understanding what it was because I wasn't really trained to be a big book sponsor. I was just bought through the book. And um, so I'm trying to, so I, we, we get him into my house. And I had this, I remember in Hazleton, my pamphlets were just, and even though I didn't really understand it, but I was sober enough, perhaps I could implement that into my sponsorship routine. And then I was doing some really good 12 and 12 meetings. So I throw a little 12 and 12, you know, reading some 12 and 12 assignments and maybe a pamphlet assignment, you know, and maybe you'll mention something out of the book with these guys. And I brought this guy to God. You know, I didn't do the the God and the, the healing. I just kept this guy busy enough and in the books enough, so he developed a relationship with God. So this guy got sober. I didn't really understand what I was doing, and then when I started, you know, suggesting that he should go sponsor people, he balked. You know, he's one of those. Hey, listen, I, I wasted so many years out there drinking and getting drugs. I don't really have time for sponsoring. You know, thank you for the time you did with me, Mike Chase, but. You know, I, I'm going to go back to school, and I'm going to. I got a coffee come in. That's going to be good for me. And I just <laughs> so I got another one, and, and sort of. So I'm sort of like making it up as I go how to sponsor people, how to bring people through God. And then I started going to big book seminars, started going to big book meetings, and I heard about this guy named Clarence Snyder. Clarence Snyder. This is the guy. He was sponsored by Dr. Bob, and what's going on back in Dr. Bob's day, back in those back in those days, you went, you got sober by Doc. Well, you lived nearby. And they would bring you to Dr. Bob, and Dr. Bob would do the Oxford stuff up in his bedroom, and you'd get connected to God, and then you you're were supposed to go out and get people for Dr. Bob. And Dr. Bob was doing pretty much the stuff. And uh, the book had just come out, and Clarence was living in Cleveland, which was Cleveland, was very Catholic. Uh, Akron was very Protestant, and the, the Catholics were telling people, you can't go do that AA Oxford stuff. So Clarence decided, I'm just going to start reading the book with the guys. And he went back and told Dr. Bob, I'm not coming anymore because they're Catholic. They can't come here anymore. And Bob sort of had a hissy fit. A week later, Bob sent some of his guys to try and break up the meeting that Clarence was starting. And uh, that's our first unity we have. And uh, what Clarence did revolutionized and changed Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, if, you, if you look at statistically, 1935 to 1938, they were able to get 67 ish people sober connect to God. Clarence Snyder, by taking the book, which is the divine book from God, sitting down and reading it, one alcoholic with another, letting God come into it through the book. In one year, he went from one meeting to 30 meetings, from 12 recovered alcoholics to over, over 300 recovered alcoholics. And these guys were on fire. They knew that in order for them to stay sober, they had to work with others. See, I completely missed that in 1984. You know, I just thought I got sober and I'm going to go to meetings. I'm going to go back and get my life. I had denied so much from myself. 
I'm going to get the job. I'm going to get, and I was just miserable inside. So I'm going to these big book seminars, going to Joe and Charlie CDs, and I'm learning all about this big book stuff. And it occurred to me, I'm going to try what Clarence is doing. Took my 12 and 12 and shoved it to the side, you know. Took my Hazleton packets and just sat down and started reading the books with one alcoholic, the recovered alcoholic to a non-recovered alcoholic. And that's when my life took off. You know, I had a spiritual experience as a direct result of the steps. And I've got steps 10 to keep me currently out of trouble. And I got step 11 to help me get connected to God. But my life, my relationship with God didn't change until I actually started working with guys one-on-one. You know, the benefits of the 12... You know, having had a spiritual, as a, having a spiritual experience as a direct result of the steps and carrying this message to other alcoholics. I'm convinced to my heart that that's the best part of the program. I'm working with guys, and I'm bringing them through the steps, and, and I see the light come on. You know, steps four, five, six, and seven, they start getting changed, and eight, nine, they're, they're annoyingly happy, and then 10, 11, they're just like these, these little things you got to watch out for because they've got so much God going for them. And then they come to me and say, you know, I just read the forward to the first and forward to the second with my first guy last night, and these guys are not even touching the ground. They're just walking, you know, because they know what it's like. Um, when I, before I started the sponsoring thing, remember I was getting sort of loose, getting bored in Alcoholics Anonymous, I think I'm going to leave, I might drink, you know, type thing, and I started sponsoring people. That's where my life, you know, changed. I look at uh, addiction and drug and alcoholism as um, like a bone. If you have a pit bull who's just gnawing on this nasty old bone, this is an analogy, by the way. And you want to go and you want to get that bone away from the pit bull. You know, you can go up there and you can wrestle that bone from his and you're never going to get it away but if you walk up to him with like a little filet mignon and bang <laughs> his nose and gets a little excitement you throw it away this way and he runs over and starts chewing on it he's never ever going back to that bone that's what sponsorship is to me and that's what I instill to my guys once you sit down and actually work with somebody your life takes on a whole new meaning um, the problem with the way I was doing it first, when I first got, before I started doing big book sponsorship, I didn't really have a recipe to follow. I didn't really know exactly what to do because my sponsor was busy over there and I had a bunch of, you know, 12 step, 12 and 12 meetings telling me to try to do this and then sort of the stuff I was making up. And I was doing a hit and miss. I wasn't actually following the program found in Alcoholics Anonymous. So when I take guys through the book, my purpose is to get them connected to God, not to keep myself busy, not to, you know, so I, I don't get myself in trouble. The purpose of bringing somebody through the steps, in my idea, is to get them connected to God, but also at the same time train them so in 35 days they're going to sit down with somebody else and crack open the book with a newcomer on page zero. The book will have highlights, some notes from when we're sitting and talking, so he can carry this message on to the new guy. Because it's easy to get God in your life. And we walk through the steps and we get God in our life. 10, 11, 12 sort of keeps us balanced. But it's that whole 12 step that there's, I think there's a lot of issues that people have with. Now, if, if I didn't have this rigid following the book practice, I would really have a difficult time working with guys. Because I'm, I'm reading... Bill's story, excuse me, um, working with others, which is sort of Bill's story when you think about it. Because Bill's story is whole, the best part of it is when he gets sober and starts working with people. 
But working with others, it's, it's all about... Make sure you mention this the first meeting, but don't mention this yet on the first meeting. And then on the second meeting, talk about this, but I don't want you to talk about this yet. And I'm sort of reading through working with others, and I'm trying to figure out, now how am I going to sit down with some guy and try to keep this in my little brain so I don't like do God before I do powerlessness? Or how can I talk about powerlessness if I haven't talked about, you know, the phenomenon of craving or mental obsession. So in my books, when we're talking with guys, the way I deal with it is uh, we just read the book. You know, have what we call the walk. I, I'm at a meeting, and I see some guy, and by the way, our job is to look for people who are in need of sponsors. You know? For me, a meeting isn't social night. It's not let's go find a date night. It's not like let's go hang out with the boys night. Bill's story. Love this one. We just touched on this in our Monday night meeting. We meet frequently so newcomers may find the fellowship they seek at these informal gatherings. One may offer, may see from, you know, 40 to 80 persons and stuff like that. You know, I've been raised that a meeting is a place where I go as a recovered alcoholic and look for little guys in the back who no one's talking to. You know, we can spot the cooked ones. You know, we can spot the guys. <laughs> you know, as I can look in this room, I can, I can tell who doesn't have a sponsor. I can see who's not working the steps. I can see who's working the steps. I can see who's connected to God. And my job is not to find out how you've been doing, how's your car running, and stuff like that. <laughs> my job is like, you know, my job is to, like, Make that person in the back feel comfortable. Um, network. You know, I'm, I'm old and sort of old. And uh, <laughs> what I can do is I can take my vivid personality and go introduce myself, introduce them to one of my guys, help them get connected. Because I got guys who need to be sponsoring in order to stay sober. I was at the, the Friday night at City Hall one night, and I was, and I got a couple of my guys. That just, it's lucky I got two guys just were ready to start going looking for sponsees that night. And the meeting entered, and you know how newcomers are before they start sponsoring. They're scared shitless. You know, it's like I got to get a sponsor, I got to talk to somebody. And the two guys are just sort of hovering, sort of that themselves, sort of like, I'm not going to talk to them. You know, they're sort of scared. I, I go over there very lovingly, gently, and say, you know, there's a lot of guys here that you could probably go up and talk to. Find out where they're from. There's a bunch of guys from Halfway House. You know, there's a bunch of they're in rehab. You just go talk to them, introduce yourself. You know, and they're like, okay. And I walk away, and they're like, as soon as they notice I'm not watching, they come back and talk to each other. Again. Go, you know, have these little conversations. It's like, so I go over there very gently again and say, you know, there's some more guys over there. Go talk to those guys, and they're like, okay. And once again, I turn away. This time, wanting to come back, and they talk to some other people they know. So I finally just sort of pull them aside, and, and, I, and I just. Sometimes you have to hit them with a hammer. Sometimes you have a velvet glove. And I gave it to them the way it is. You know, I'm not going to say it because of respect for the meeting. And all of a sudden, they just, <laughs> and they went over and they started talking to some guys, you know. And this little guy comes up to me and goes, you know, Mike Chase, you really don't have to be so mean to your guys. <laughs> Sponsorship is, is, is a challenging for people. You know, I, as I'm bringing through the book, I have to challenge them to get out of their own boundaries. Um, there's this thing of if I start settling for what they're going to settle for, they're not going to grow. My job is to push their boundaries, push, push expectations. There's this great thing that says, you know, the, the, law of un, the law of limited performance. Soon after a while, the, the sponsee finds out what the sponsor is going to accept, and he just settles for that. 
and then the sponsor starts to accept, well, that's as far as this little boo-boo is going to go. You know, I can't push him any farther. And soon we both reinforce each other, and this little guy just sort of stays not magnificent as what God expects us to be. So, you know, part of this whole taking people through book and talking to them as a sponsor's role is to, like, get these guys out of themselves and hold them accountable. You know, I, I'm not always my sponsee's favorite dude. You know, there's times where they just think that I had no... Wish I had never gotten into their lives because my job is to hold them accountable. When I first sit down with the guys and we read the four, imagine this. Get this guy, we read the four to the first, four to the second, the preface, about two hours of conversation. And afterwards I say, here's the deal. I need for you to give me spiritual consent to hold you accountable. And they're like, well, what does that mean? That means if you say you're going to do something... I can question you why you're not doing it. If I see you doing something that you might not be appropriate behavior and mean of Alcoholics Anonymous, I can call you on that. You know, spiritual consent. I'm, you know, the guy that you never wanted in your life, I'm going to be that guy. And they sort of go, okay. On the flip side, I say to them, and I need you. See, I see my sponsor once a week. We hook up, spend an hour. We go through my review that we talked about last week. But I'm with my sponsees seven days a week. I got a bunch of different guys I'm working with. And as I'm giving them, as they give me spiritual consent to hold them accountable, I'm also giving these guys spiritual consent to hold me accountable. If you see me doing something that's not what I'm saying we should do, pull me aside and talk about it. If you see me acting or behaving in a way that's questionable, pull me aside and talk about it. Because this is what this is all about. You know, I've got a spiritual path that I, I have, my spiritual routine that I do to get connected to God. But I need to be held accountable in certain areas. So by me having these guys hold me accountable allows me to grow. I spoke a little bit earlier tonight about the fact that for me, my life in AA didn't take off until I actually started doing the sponsorship work. You know, that, that gave me purpose. I, I talk about, you know, before I was in Alcoholics Anonymous and um, I had no purpose. You know, I'd get up and plan on getting drunk plan to go to work, hopefully I don't get fired, you know, get through the day. And, and it was just this, this meaningless, purposeless life. You know, you could hit me and you could, we talk about the dash on tombstones, you know. Before Alcoholics Anonymous, the day God brought me to the world and the day God took me out was that little dash it would have said something like back to the drawing board. But now that I have Alcoholics Anonymous in my life, you know, there's, there's a bunch of amazing stuff that I've accomplished because of God's given me this opportunity. And, and it's a direct result of my sponsorship lineage, stepping out and taking responsibility for me to help guide me and teach me. You know, in the book we talk about protege. You know, it does not say specifically anywhere sponsor, sponsor, <clears throat> but it talks about a protege, which is a friend, someone that mentors us, we're mentored by, someone that helps us. So I got a little bunch of little sponsees that I call uh, protégés. I take responsibility for my guys. I, uh, I watch them like a lion. You know, if, if I see them in meetings, I see them, has, you know, starting to sort of move to the crowd of people that are probably not the best people to be hanging out with. Yeah, I'll pull them aside. Um, we, believe it or not, you know, there's 13 stepping gals. And I see some of my guys start heading around some of these gals. you got to go a little smack and say, let's get away, keep away, you know. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's the other way around, but it, it can happen both ways, you know. It's very easily to get distracted. Like I said, I'm not always not popular with my sponsees. Um, this is, this is something that's God-given me to do. This is something I love to do when I wake up in the morning. I, my, my life is, uh, is no longer mine. 
My life is, is scheduled by sponsorship. I have uh, certain slots in my day that I have a schedule, and I have my guys go and tell me which ones they want to fill. And sometimes i got all my slots filled, and God's got me busy working with people all week long. Every once in a while, somebody calls up at the last minute and says, listen, something's come up. I'm not going to be able to work with you tonight. God's given me a night off. He's given me a couple hours to do something around the house. Um, I take the sponsorship, you know, really responsibility very serious. Um, I've never said, go home and read the doctor's opinion and come back to me. I, I, I know this one guy's family who um, loves to talk about the fact that in their family, what they do is they tell their guys, read the doctor's opinion every day for 30 days. And if you miss a day, start over again. And when you've done that successfully in 30 days, we'll start talking about possibly doing step work. He says, I do that to test willingness. And I ask this guy, well, how many people have you been able to bring through the step process? He says, um, six years, ain't got nobody yet. You know? That's not what the book tells us to do. You know, we have this, this program in the book that's very easily laid out. And we come across this program, this solution to alcoholism that's really easy. We shouldn't be putting limitations on what people are, or, you know, put limitations on who I'm going to sponsor because I'm not sure they're willing enough. You know, for me, if somebody shows up at my house and sits down and wants to read the book with me, that's willingness. You know, I don't have to make them jump through hoops. The book is... Uh, got some good stuff in there and it's got some crazy stuff in there too when it comes to working with people the uh there's a lot of people who use the uh i want you to go home and read the first 164 pages and get back to me <coughs> and then we'll talk about sponsorship there's two sides to that coin you know somebody really wants to make sure this guy's willing before i spend my time with them you know and that's also a really great way for, like, remember when that guy was walking up to you and you hope you don't, please don't ask me to sponsor you, please don't. We can oftentimes use that type of stuff so people won't, so we don't have to sponsor people. They weren't willing, they didn't follow my little direction, so I'm not going to sponsor you at this time. See, that's not what I'm about. You know, I, I'm more about let's, let's just get you into the book. Let's let the magic of the book get you connected to God. Because there's a lot of us out there right now who are dying. This isn't like some casual, we just spilled a few drinks type thing. You know, there's a lot of people out there dying. And the more people that we can get connected to God through the book, we're going to have a better chance of turning this disease around and bringing some you know, life back to people. Um, the book of Alcoholics has lots of promises, you know. And I, I, I have been a beneficiary of all those promises. You know, I was not definitely the kid I was when I walked in, you know, through sponsorship, working with others, I have a life beyond my wildest dreams, you know? Dignity, I got people that look up to me. I'm, 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 my family respects me now, which wasn't gonna happen. I was not the one to be called upon. I was not a respectful one. Um, I have a little brother who's a brain surgeon and he, uh, emergency room and you know, all that great stuff. And he sees people come in with you know, bleep all over the place and he cleans up the little mess and sews them up and stitches them together and you know, allows them to get well and he, he likes to look at me at family dinners and just he gets that little smile and I know what he's thinking I asked him what are you what, what? and he says he says you're amazing and I said what and he says you know you actually save lives which is what we do in Alcoholics Anonymous you know I didn't come to Alcoholics Anonymous to, to be the person I am today but through Alcoholics Anonymous I make a difference in people's lives 
Yeah. Alcoholics Anonymous did not get me sober. Alcoholics Anonymous introduced me to my sponsor. My sponsor didn't get me sober. My sponsor introduced me to the book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The book of Alcoholics Anonymous did not get me sober. The book of Alcoholics Anonymous connected me to God. God got me sober. And God got me sober for a reason. Not to go out and, yeah, I want to have a good job. I want to have a good, you know, you want, you know everything that comes along and getting like that. But that's not the main reason God got me sober. Scary? Yeah. <laughs> you know, God, God got me sober to help his kids, you know. If anybody's ever tried to get sober in therapy, that doesn't work, you know. If anybody's ever, ever, if anybody's ever tried to get sober by talking to a non-alcoholic, it very rarely works, you know. There's that magic connection that I have when I talk to another addict alcoholic that we just sort of click. We know what we're talking about. And then through the process of the book, me bringing the book alive. You know, when I bring guys to the book, we just don't start on page zero and grind through it as a reading. We bring it to life. You know, we make this exciting. We have conversation. As we're having fun, talking, reading, sharing, sharing stuff between us, just like uh, take silly puddle and squish it, in, squish it with a silly puddle, squish it in your hands, sort of squishes through the cracks in your fingers. As we're starting to bring guys through the book, God starts slowly getting involved in these guys' lives again. You know, for me, the first time we meet, meet with the guys, we do the doctors, we read the forward to the first and forward to the second. But before that even starts... We're doing meditation, somewhere between three and 12 minutes. You know, ooh, meditation, they haven't been through the step 11 yet. But we do that to you know, calm themselves from the day. And without even asking, I just sort of drop to my knees and I, I say, come on, we're going to pray. And you know, they, they drop to their knees and we pray. Nothing too crazy. As a matter of fact, it's sort of a very liberal prayer that I do. But that first two hours that we've been with this guy, he's gotten the opportunity to check out real meditation he's probably prayed for the first time in a long time and also they prayed on their knees you know and i before i was getting big book sponsorship and everybody says you know you should probably pray in the morning to now ask god to keep you sober i'm like yeah i'm doing that yeah i wasn't doing that i was so full of it you know but once i did it it was easy you know so i'm working with these guys and we got the guys down praying we got the guys reading the book. We're talking. We're sharing. We're having a good time. We're we're getting honest with each other. You know, as we slowly meet. By the time you know we get to step five, we've spent 18, 20 hours talking about God, old behaviors, old ways of life. You know, there's this relationship you guys talked about the the trust that you develop. You know, it's, we we don't come in these rooms as trusting people. You know, it's 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 a matter of earning people's trust. You know, and we're very gun-shy. So the more time you guys spend one-on-one with your sponsees, you're going to find that that's a really development for you. you know, I get I, Sometimes I get more out of reading the book, hanging out with my guys, than they probably get. I know they're getting something, but it's really benefiting me a lot more. Um, I've been doing big book sponsors. This quad, this big, I got some pamphlets here talking about uh, from Clarence Snyder, who was one of the co-founders, um, talking about his style of the big book sponsorship. I've been doing this a little over five years now. Um, when I first started doing it, it, not many people were like reading the book in our area. It was sort of like give give people you know, some assignments, go read the book, and we'll talk about it like that, you know. And I'm I'm sitting reading this book and talking to these guys, and the next thing you know, other people are asking their sponsors, like, uh, can we get together and you know, would you read the book with me? 
And they were like, why? And I was like, well, because you know, he's waiting with him. And so we sort of started this little firestorm of people like reading the book with each other, which has really done a, a lot of change in our, in our in, you know, Fort Lauderdale area. Um, I know it's made my life worthwhile. You know, I, I'm not no guru. I, I can't say, let's go to page 86 and read that because I, I don't memorize the book. But when I'm reading the book, there's something about that clicks in me, this little personality that the gods are sort of shines through. And, 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 and it's the most satisfying thing for me to watch somebody who, who has no idea what alcoholism is, what the solution is, what their problem is, to all of a sudden come out the other end and being, this is the key, ready to sponsor somebody at 35 days. Because if I wasn't able to sponsor when I did, I was going to go out. I was going to drink. I've got a lot of guys that I sponsor who've been in and out of rehabs five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve times. Years of relapses, years of relapses. You know, because they would get sober, they would get bored. They would want. They'd say, "This is all it is. Just going to meetings and stuff like that." We get them through the book. We teach them how to bring guys through the book. And then in 35 days, they're sitting down and reading the books with these guys. And these guys are picking up years. We've got guys with four or five years who never had time before. It's so, you know, so this whole style of using the book 100% in sponsorship is something that I stand behind 100%. You know, if you guys ever have any questions about you know, maybe figuring out a way for you to do it, I'm here for you. There's some um, good web pages you can go to to get information on how you get involved in the big book sponsorship. Um, I see guys in my family who I know wouldn't have been able to stay sober if they weren't trained in big book sponsorship, if they had to like go do the, the Dr. Bob impersonations, you know, sort of try to remember how to get people sober off the cuff and trying to remember stuff. I know they wouldn't have stuck around because they would have been uncomfortable and they probably wouldn't be here today. So uh, I'm blessed that uh, somewhere along the way I stumbled across the Clarence Snyder ilk of Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, in the book of Alcoholics Anonymous, forward to the second edition, almost on the last page. Of alcoholics who came to A and really tried, 50% got sober at once. Imagine you come to Alcoholics Anonymous and you're serious, I want to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to try your hardest, and you're told to do 90 and 90, you're told not to drink between meetings, you're told to call me, if you, you try really hard, and that stuff which was designed for non-alcoholics, you end up drinking, you go out. If you are given the opportunity to do the book, which is the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, from your first time around, I think you'll find that 50% of the guys you work with stay sober. Another 25% of the guys you work with are going to have one or two little relapses and come back. And then the rest of them are just going to slowly filter back. That's, that's my statistics in our family and the area that we work. we got about an 80% success rate, which is really good because it's a purpose. Somebody once said, well, Mike Chase, it's not about numbers. You know, it's not about numbers, but it's about set putting the program out in a way that works. You know, what good is taking somebody through the book if you don't think they're going to get sober? My intention is to bring them through the book so they do get connected to God and they do have a way to stay sober. And that's what my whole life is about, making sure that these guys have a, have a way to stay sober and how to get it right. Um, who watched the Super Bowl game? So, we got the Seahawks. Yeah, I know, it sucked. Uh, the Seahawks, right? <laughs> we got the Seahawks and the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken, right? So if you want to, let's say after the game, if you want to talk to somebody about how to win the Super Bowl, who are you going to talk to? The Seahawks. Okay. So, Dr. Bob, five years, 62 guys. 
and Bill over in New York, 62 guys got sober, right? Not really doing the book. They were doing Oxford. The book comes out, Clarence Snyder, right? One year, from one meeting to 30 meetings, from 12 alcoholics to over 300 alcoholics. I think I'm going to go with big book sponsorship, you know, because this is all about results. Let's get people connected to God so we can stop dying. And uh, I think I'm going to open up for conversations or talks. It's been an honor to be here for 12 weeks. You know, it's changed my life, and uh, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. Thank you.